What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. I am Sean. I'm back again, uh, as is Randy. What's up, Sean? Nothing. What's up with you? You know, just uh, <laughs> ready for another episode. Should we just make Should we make this episode just us today? What do you think? I like it. Okay, bye. I was <laughs> waiting for a, I was waiting for a chime in there. So that's and that's a notorious at at FF Baldman Christian Williams himself. That is true. I am here. I am ready for week eight. I need to to bounce back from my shitty week seven. So I'm ready to do that. Bye. Listening to some starts and sits and some start sit questions. We've got a frick ton. I don't know why I said frick ton instead of fuck ton, but we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. Sounds Courtesy good. Of me. So let's get into it. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Yeah. Um. So we had um some Twitter. We had some Twitter questions about some starts and sits. So the first one that we'll talk about today before we do our Thursday night preview and our start to the week is Marvin Jones or Henry Ruggs that was brought in, that was sent to us by at double JJ Kaiser one. It's Ruggs for me. (laughs) Uh, I think it's going to be Ruggs for me as well. Just how bad this Brown secondary is. I will say they Ward has looked good. I think there's been some good plays here and there, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone can keep up with rugs. Yeah, and do you think you don't think Denzel Ward shadows, right? No, not a chance. Okay. Yeah, it's rugs for me too. What about you, Sean? I don't know. It, this one's tough to not want to go Marvin Jones, just because I mean Henry Ruggs is. I mean, the last two games that he's played, he's had two catches in each game. It's a matter of if he gets that one deep ball or not. It seems like Nelson Aguilar has kind of taken over as the primary. Um, like wide receiver that's not, you know, the big play guy. I would almost lean I would probably lean Jones. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um the next one brought in by Ad Vince Ortenzio, a friend of the podcast. Um uh, Ryan Tannehill or Derek Carr. Oof. Um Christian, you want to start this one off too? Yeah, so I'm definitely not scrolling through. <laughs> yeah, I scrolled up. Uh, so it's it's Tannehill for me. I've got Tannehill as my quarterback four this week. I do have Derek Carr as a quarterback one, um, and I will talk a little bit about him in a little bit. But Tannehill, I, it's it's tough to justify sitting Tannehill in any capacity, in my opinion. Yeah, it's Tannehill pretty easily for me. Oh yeah, it's Tannehill. I I had him so high this week. I I thought I missed him. That's I honestly I was like, okay, Derek Carr right here at eleven. Okay, makes where the hell is Dan? Yeah, it's Tannehill. That's <laughs> makes sense. I, I always look for a bit like that ten to fifteen range. Couldn't find the <laughs> Oh so bad. Next one, um Flex question from at Burton Guster two one six. Noah Fant, Robert Tanyan, or Hunter Renfro in the flex. Both tight ends significantly disappointed last week, and I don't even know what Hunter Renfro did. I don't think it was good because Nelson Aguilar had 100 yards. I believe he had, like, nine points. I think he caught, like, six targets. Or sh- I mean, like... With with the uncertainty around Fant, 
um, if, if he's hurt or not, with Tanyan kind of coming back down to earth once Aaron Rodgers remembered he had Devonta Adams on his team, I'd probably go Renfro. I think I would go Fant. Um, so I actually have Tanyan ranked ahead, but I know Tanyan's still dealing with that injury a little bit. Um, so I would go Fant, hoping that it's one of his like massive boom weeks. I'm also going Fant. Uh, just purely, I love the guy, and he's also ranked higher for me, but uh, Tanyan is very close. I think Renfro can be very close, too, especially against the Browns. I mean, I guess it's a matter of are three receivers going to be relevant plus um I don't know. I get it. Waller. So, yeah. But, but yeah, but for me it's I mean it I think it's just attrition here because I don't want to play either tight end. Um fair, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Um next question, wide receiver question by at Kurt Kramer two three one nine. AJ Green or Robert Woods? This is still Woods for me. It's still Woods for me. I think it is fair with Green getting, I believe it's 24 targets in the last two weeks or something stupid like that. I I mean, I get it, but Woods is still the better receiver. Same. I'm just that one. Um, all right. That was pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Question: I, This better not be in our dynasty league because I refuse to help him. Oh, it, it probably it's is. Not. No one, Fellini. It, right. it, it actually might be. <laughs> I, I then, guess I. Th- I might then I'm not going to answer it. It's uh, the question is from at Flanagan underscore o one o. Start two of Miles Gaskin, Brandon Ayuk, Daryl Henderson, Richard Higgins, and AJ Green. I'm not answering it. Screw you, Flanny. Not helping. <laughs> it. I believe, okay, it might actually be. Hold on. H.A. Green, Miles, Gaskin. Who are the other ones? Are you, uh, are you, are you, are you quickly glancing and seeing? Uh, maybe. <laughs> so, two of them. I'll, I'll answer while we we discover what league I, this is Okay, in. technically it's, it's half in our league. It's not fully. He has Gaskin and H.A. Green in that league, but he doesn't have the other three. So I would start Gaskin and Ayuk personally. Gaskin which, and Henderson. Okay, I, I am actually going to go Gaskin. You know what? I, I am going to double check this because it <laughs> might be closer than I think between Ayuk and AJ Green. No, it's not. It's definitely Ayuk. I have him pretty high up this week <laughs> with Depot out. That makes more sense. I forgot Depot was out for a second. But yeah, it's. I mean, Henderson's a good call if he doesn't get one of those touchdowns robbed. Uh, on Monday night, he has an even better game. Higgins has awesome, Higgins is huge upside. I mean, all three of these wide receivers could go off. So, Malcolm Brown makes me very mad. Yep, he makes yeah. everyone mad. <laughs> As a dynasty manager of Cam Akers, I echo that sentiment. Yeah, but you're not going to have to worry about Malcolm Brown forever. No, no, no. It's true. It's true. All right. Um. Question from at hip underscore chirpster. Devin Singletary or Lev Bell? Uh, I'm going Lev Bell. Huh, I have them ranked uh, back to back. You have these guys ranked back to back? I do. Uh, so I have Devin Singletary at RB29, Lev Bell at RB30. I think it's a rough week for Singletary. I am not liking 
his workload the last couple of weeks with Moss back, it's just a little little scary. So uh yeah, I'm I'm going singletary easy here. Uh you're you're worried about his workload, but we haven't even seen Le'Veon's workload. And what we've seen from Clyde is greatness. <laughs> so That's fair. I mean, I do have Singletary ranked ahead, so I would still probably start him, but I don't love either of them, I guess, was the the point. I'd probably look at other options, but I know that people don't have that this week with the buys. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's the revenge game, so I want to take advantage of that. Why? I mean, why wouldn't Le'Veon Bell want to shove it to Adam Gase? It's true. I mean... He might not even get on the field before they're up by twenty. Yeah, it's also. I true. mean, honestly, no. I mean, if you look at the snap counts, he played more. He he was on the field more than uh, Edward Tiller was yesterday or last week. I think. Mm, don't quote no. me on that. Don't, it, it don't was, think that's right. But well, also it was all garbage it was, time. It was time close. Again. Yeah, it was all garbage time. Uh, which is going to happen again. So. Uh, yeah. Speaking of snap counts being the biggest argument, uh, our next question submitted hey, no, by... Well, oh, what, yeah. what is, what is this not, bullshit? Hold on. What is this bullshit? I understand. I saw transition. Not, I want to say that. Why I went for no, it. No, 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 I, know, I know why you're mad. I'm no, just wait, saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, that wasn't to you. I appreciate you trying to, I appreciate you trying to transition into the, into the last question here. But what the fuck is this, man? Uh, dude, I don't even have a, a a league with this. I just wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. Oh my so, god! Uh, Why don't you read the question then, FF Baldman? Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins this week? This fucking guy, bro. Um, <laughs> it is J.K. Dobbins for me. I am taking the hope that they are. It's most. <laughs> Another guy that's a little banked up. We're not sure he's going to play at all this week. Mark in- Mark Ingram almost said Andrews. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to come out off the bye and give it to their rookie running back a lot. And Gus Edwards will get probably the same kind of running that he had throughout this whole time. I, I mean, J.K. I'm going to talk about, but I'd probably lean Edwards. Yeah, and the reason okay so specifically I'd rather go JK because I know what JK can do kind of in the passing game I'm not 100% sure on Gus really and it's not like they're going to have an easy time running the ball so that in fairness that's where my lean went yeah that's also why I have JK ranked ahead Uh, but I actually flipped it so I initially like before really factoring in the the defense that they were playing um, to like the highest level, like actually analyzing what the Steelers are good about, like stopping running backs with. I, I had Gus ranked ahead. So I do think he probably gets the bulk of snaps, but I just don't think they're high quality touches that he's going to get. But I wanted to see what you guys thought. Apparently get yelled at. I offered. I uh, in, in, in fairness, I figured this was a question that, of of one of the many leagues that we play in together. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't be the only silliness that I have two Ravens running backs is uh, I actually picked up Gus this morning uh, or yes, whenever waivers ran um, because I had Ingram. So it was kind of like a, 
a handcuff situation. But I don't have JK. All right. Is that it? (laughs) Randy, Randy, do you have any do you have any questions? Do you want you know, I I'm not that specific. Like I don't know. I can't damn it, I was gonna make a joke there, but I can't think of two similar players. Oh, do you wanna do you wanna ask Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts? Um does that does that question interest you at all? No, not at all. I mean, if you really want Sean, I, I could ask like a mass RB question. It definitely has no bearing on any leagues that we're in together, nothing. And if you really want that. No, no, okay. I don't. I feel like your mass RB question is gonna include like ten guys and I wanna sit here and Oh, I mean, more. how many okay, it'd be one, two Stop it. Three, four. Stop it. All right, moving on. Thursday Wait, night. Time out, time out, time out. One one more question because I know I'm looking right now. We all have Richard Rogers ranked, but I know they designated Dallas Goddard to return this week. He is off the IR, he is practicing. Uh would you rather have Goddard or Rogers this week? For the record, I did not see that news. I didn't see yeah. that either. Um if Goddard's actually fully healthy and not on the snap count, uh I think I'd rather have Goddard. But we already saw that Rogers can get it done. So I don't they shouldn't rush him back, especially with getting Rager back and every other week seems closer that Jeffries could actually step on a field, so we'll see how that works. Randy, there's no S, it's just Jeffrey. Okay. You said, you said Jeffries. All right. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Um okay. Yeah. Um I I mean Goddard is gonna be a target monster when he does come back. I don't know if it's this week or not. It's fair. Yeah, I don't I I just saw that he was catching passes and going through some drills, but I don't know if he's like planning to play. I don't even know if he has a designation. Um I mean, yet, so in fairness, I'm always even though this is fantasy and I'd like my players playing, I'm always more in favor of the teams letting these guys get full back to health. Making sure they, because there's no point. Like, I know McCaffrey's fighting to play this week, but but why if he's if you and the doctors don't think he's a hundred percent back to his superstar best running back potential? Why risk it? Who who gives a shit on a Thursday night game? Come on. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Randy keeps teeing it up here. Speaking of Thursday night, um, the Thursday night preview is what we're going to do next here. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons on the road in Carolina against the Panthers. Panthers are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite over under of 49. Uh, Carolina has been really good against uh, quarterbacks and receivers, allowing the fewest yards per attempt in the league. And when you look at their stats against the quarterback position when it comes to fantasy, they are seventh in the league against quarterbacks, and they are as I get it loaded up here. Seventh in the league against wide receivers. So does this affect your guys' view of Matt Ryan or uh, Julio and Calvin Ridley? For me, uh, I have Matt Ryan higher than Randy does, but lower than Christian. I have him at QB 12. Um, But Ridley, Ridley and Julio, I'm not worried about. I have them both as top five guys. Yeah. What about um? Well, I guess that's just the one side. So yeah, I 
honestly, I think both these offenses are going to go off. It's just one of those other games. But it is, you know what's weird? With these Panthers and Falcons games, like, every one that you think is going to be that explosive game turns out to either be a complete slow dud game to start or one team jumps out early, like we saw in the Vikings-Falcons game. I don't know which one this is going to be. I really hope it's just the the full-on shootout. Both defenses suck, because they do, and both offenses are great, because they are. I hope that actually happens. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of the same for me. I mean, I do have a little bit of pause with uh, with the additional pass catchers for Atlanta. So after Julio and and Ridley, like I know in weeks past, Russell Gage was a flex. Hayden Hurst was a start. I do have pause with those guys, but I mean, Ridley and Julio are superior to whatever the Panthers are rolling out there these days. Um, I know they're very, they've been very good against quarterbacks. They've been very good against receivers, but it, they're not going to be very good against Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't. Yeah. Like I said, this doesn't change that at all. I I do think it, those um, auxiliary guys are going to struggle a little bit like Russell Gage and Hayden Hurst and um, Zacchaeus. Don't even remember his first name. Uh, Something with an O. Um, So I would, I downgrade those guys a little bit. I I feel like this is going to be a lot of Todd Gurley and a lot of just the big two. Uh, it's probably going to be a way more Todd Gurley than we're expecting. Yeah, which I'm I'm all for. I mean, I honestly, this is going to be I, like I don't know how you technically sit anyone on either of these offenses, but I, I agree. Would be the only one. No, I mean, but I, like the auxiliary wide receiver pieces, like Curtis Samuel, and then the two users for the Falcons. I get not playing them in this one, maybe. And Hayden Hurst, I get the pause, but he's either your guy or you've moved past him at this point. Say, I mean, obviously, everyone's moved past Ian Thomas, but uh, <laughs> like as long as CMC doesn't play, I'm playing Anderson, DJ Moore, Mike Davis, like Teddy Bridgewater. Like all these guys are good. So, yeah, I, I. I don't think I'm sitting anyone except for the defenses. I'll, I'll sit the defenses. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know how often you're starting Atlanta or Carolina's defense anyway, though. Listen, bro, I've got a really rough assortment of, of dynasty defense. Yeah, why, right why are we? I, I've, I've always I've been wanting to ask that. Why do we even have defenses in that in that league, man? You know, Randy's the commissioner, so... Um, Randy, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> What's the problem now? The, having are, defenses. Yeah, why do we have defenses in that league? Because that's what everyone fucking wanted. Don't, I, I asked what they wanted to set up to be. This is what it was. <laughs> you did not. I don't know. You probably did. All right. Um, Two years ago, man. What do you mean? <laughs> who, are you guys, who are you guys taking? Panthers. Yeah, same. The for, the 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 Falcons are are the Dolphins are or Dolphins. The Falcons are just fucking cursed, man. Uh, you know what? Screw this. I'm taking the Falcons. I'm sticking up for Steve. And you'll be wrong. This. I want. I don't. I don't care. I'm not betting money on this. I just want. I want Steve to be happy. Uh, I'm gonna give the Falcons a win and be contrarian to you too. Can you imagine being a Falcons fan right now? 
It was good for a time, and then it all came crashing down in about a quarter and a half. Todd Gurley realized that he shouldn't have scored, yet he broke the plane and tried to fall down. I got to tell you that that gif, I don't know if you saw the one that's floating around, of one uh, one of the Lions players was like tapping him uh, to like see if he was okay, and the other Lions player was pointing at the ball, s- signaling to the refs that it crossed the the plane it was hilarious well, and it's all it zoomed in on Gurley. what's funny is that happened though that happened the night before in the in the penn state um indiana game the running back for the running back for penn state indiana was letting them score so they could have take one last chance and they ended up winning the game in overtime but the running back he didn't realize it until he had already stepped in the end zone and i've never seen multiple defenders on a team celebrate a touchdown like that uh, last last thing before we move on, do you think that that in Indiana touchdown was a touchdown? Do you know how it, hard that call is to make on the field? I know, but yeah, they reviewed it, right? You have it to. It doesn't matter though, man. I you mean, it has to go to the offense there. I I'll say, if the ball touched out of bounds there, which it looked like it might have, it also touched the pylon at the same time. Okay. The thing and about how hard that it, call is to make with the naked. Yeah, oh. with I mean, props to that guy. Perfect body control, keeping his body off the ground, like, making like, that call okay. hard for the official. He hit yeah. the pylon, man. I mean, he plus, did. For, for I do every, think the ball hit first, though. And, and my it, other disclaimer: it's so close or simultaneous, and once yeah. you call it a touchdown, yeah, you it's hard to overrule it. My other disclaimer: um, if if you're a Penn State fan and you're going to complain about that call. Look, you shouldn't have gone to overtime against Indiana anyway, so I don't want to hear it. You were a, you were a, I think it was a double digit favorite. You were number the number eight team in the country playing an unranked Indiana team. It doesn't matter if that call happened or not. You deserve to lose that game. Well, let's hope they're all still sad going into Saturday. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Um, Does someone does someone have a train? I think, I, it's, it's I think Randy has a train. <laughs> Thought we were just gonna go past it. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a train going. It's, it's, I want to say it's like way down the street, a few blocks. You know, it's just it's just loud. It's a loud train. My town's <laughs> super quiet at night. Well, Randy lives in the middle of nowhere. For our listeners, if they didn't know, my backyard does have a cornfield. <laughs> Man, I bet it does. We're in Ohio. That shouldn't farmer be farmer Randy. Fire right. Randy, another nickname like it. That's why I did more flannels for all my high school life. Okay, right we're back. Flannels, <laughs> right. yeah. Randy, his school mascot is literally—they're the truckers. Yeah, that's that, facts. That's yep. All, that is, no. yeah. Um. All right. Start of the week, quarterback position, Randy. Well, that's not what this says. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I keep jumping around. I swear I, I went first last time, bro. You go he, first. Oh. Yeah, you got to go first. It's your turn, Sean. All right. Please. All right. Uh, quarterback start of the week for me is Carson Wentz. Look, the dude is QB7, much to Christian's evaluation of him as a quarterback and to Christian wanting Jalen Hurts to see the field, which won't happen. Um, Carson Wentz is, quarter, is currently quarterback seven. He got out of he got out of that mess that was the three game stretch between Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and San Francisco, and he actually had two good fantasy weeks out of three. Um, 
And now he gets to play uh, the Dallas Tabascos or the Dallas Cowboys, um, whose who's, who's defensive coordinator is so good at stopping things from happening that he can't even stop Tabasco from going in his eye. So why wouldn't you want to take advantage of a Dallas matchup? We talked about how bad that Sunday night game is going to be, and we're hoping that they flex out of it, which they probably won't. We will probably be stuck watching Dallas Philadelphia on Sunday night, but I'll be watching Carson Wentz tear it up again. He's, he's starting to get more pieces back, even though he did lose to Sean Jackson, but Jalen Rager was activated off the, off the IR. Like Christian said, Dallas Goddard was activated off the IR. Boston Scott is still a very good pass catching running back. So I have full confidence in my quarter, my a one quarterback, my only a one quarterback. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Carson. So listen, my second a one quarterback doesn't exist. (laughs) You he'll be all right this week. But um, so that argument best I've ever heard defensive coordinator can't keep hot sauce out of his eye. So start Carson Wentz. That's, it's foolproof. Um, no, I, I do think Carson Wentz, he has been like powered by rushing touchdowns. Uh, so that does make me nervous. But I'm – Randy's pulling up the stats. It, it is true. He oh, has oh. – oh, okay. Um, I think he has a rushing touchdown in each of the last three. Sounds right. That's not right. Maybe two of the last three. He, but he, from we, It was like week – I'll pull it up actually now that I got it. I I had it two through five. He had a streak of three in a row. Then he had a week off. He does have back to back touchdowns on the year, but he has. But he has a rushing floor as a quarterback. We knew that, right? And he has and he He has ten passing touchdowns. What we didn't know is that he would be basically Josh Allen in how many rushing touchdowns he was going to get. I do think like. With Miles Sanders being out, though, like I think it's yeah. going to happen again this week. Like I think he's their goal line back. Um, I'm starting Carson Wentz in a league. I have Kyler on by, and so I picked up picked up Carson Wentz. I hope he, he says he says I'm starting Carson Wentz in a league. Like I'm not starting Carson Wentz in like seven. <laughs> leagues. Yeah, I did. I, I struggled. I was actually going to text you guys, but I didn't want to have to rely on your opinion. I was. I have Watson out in one league, and I was trying to decide between Wentz and Herbert, who are both on waivers for some reason for the record too, <laughs> i went herbert but. i don't know if you guys saw the news but doug peterson did say that miles sanders isn't week to week he's day to day so there is a possibility we see miles sanders this week even though he didn't practice don't, I, don't they have a buy next week yes yeah he, he's not playing but see that's see that's why i don't think goddard or him play but i get it i i think putting rager back that makes sense. He's a rookie that never really got to play. He should get at least a, a limited snap count. Yeah. But I'm with you there. All right. I'll move into mine. My start of the week at quarterback is Ben DiNucci. No, I'm just fucking kidding. Fuck that. I was uh, going to log off. Yeah. I was <laughs> uh, no, it's Derek Carr. Uh, so Derek Carr this year, it, it's not a sexy pick. Um, but he's exceeded expectations in almost every game. There was really no reason that he should have had over 15 fantasy points against the Chiefs and Bucks, who are just very good against receivers and very good against quarterbacks. Um, I guess if you think about it, like, yeah, sure, they would have had to throw because they were going to be down, but either way, those are two really elite defenses. 
especially the Bucks, who made Aaron Rodgers look like shit. But Derek Carr didn't look like shit. Um, good thing is Derek Carr gets the Browns this week, who are 24th in the league against opposing quarterbacks uh, with regard to fantasy points. And they've really shown no signs of improving that. They're literal dog shit. Um, it's like a dog goes and poops on the field. And then Jesus. that's all that's there to stop the offenses. Nothing um, but nothing but statistically driven analysis here <laughs> on the cut. <laughs> well, we've got Tabasco sauce, we've got dog poop, we've got it all. Um, but so Derek Carr, he's he's performed above your expectation for him, but he's also above league average. He's actually third in quarterback defense adjusted value over average, which is absurd. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. It shocked me when I saw it. He's sixth in defense-adjusted yards above replacement. I would argue that this is all because of Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar, uh, which is crazy. But <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound weird. Um, Honestly, man, I I'll back you up on that slightly because I've been saying for two years now that Derek Carr has a good deep ball. And he seems scared to use it, and. Last couple of weeks, he doesn't seem scared to use it. <laughs> nope, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He just slings it. He's and, got it, man. I, and that's why he was in the running for an MVP candidate at one point. And I hate to to break it to people, but uh, if God forbid something happened to Russell Wilson and something happened to Josh Allen, I think Derek Carr's right there. I, th- I think Derek Carr has a case for MVP this year if they start winning some games. But either way, he's my start this week. He's a good. Big old if. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's the MVP, but that's beside the point. Uh, Derek Carr's good. Cleveland is not. Start Derek Carr. <laughs> that that does add up. Uh, Cleveland as a team's good. The, the secondary's awful, though. Yes. Uh, my guy for this week is going to be the GOAT, Tom Brady. QB7 of the week for me. Wentz just went off against this Giants team, and Brady has been up there with Wentz and Herbert and just being on fire lately. Uh, obviously, like you said, Allen and Wilson are on a different level, except Allen's kind of come down the last couple of weeks. But these guys have been the ones that have been burning up. the. He, they've just been going so well the last few weeks. I, I think Brady does it again this week. He scored 32, over 32 points twice in the last four games, both against better defenses than the Giants, in my opinion. I think this is a, a volatile, high-passing offense that will have a feeding frenzy and has a a very high chance to score touchdowns all game. I think it's another top 10 week coming from Brady. And it's, I mean, let's be real. It's the giants. It's a little bit of a revenge game for him. as it always is. So now what exactly is a feeding frenzy? Uh, it's, it's where you feed in a, a frenzy fashion. Well, that see is- that you can, now you, you just use the words and <laughs> add three words to those words. That's not a definition. <laughs> That reminds uh, me of the hectic the, high pace yeah, that's type good. of scoring, you know. That, re- that reminded me of the episode of, of New Girl where uh, uh, I the, some lady asks, uh, what's his freaking name? Nick on the show. What's that clanging? And he goes, oh, it's just a bunch of clanging. <laughs> that was Randy <laughs> with his description. For the record, it's an aggressive and competitive group attack on prey by a number of sharks or piranhas. That's good. Uh, that Tom Brady is a shark. And I haven't seen much more prey than the Giants. In fairness, the other one is an episode of Frantic Competition or Rivalry for something. You, this motherfucker read that one. <laughs> I, I think both <laughs> fit. But he, 
he saw one about sports competition and read the fucking other one. I didn't read it until after. Shut up. <laughs> All right, Sean. Give us the, your first start of the week, not the one you have written here. Oh, no. No, you made me change it, so I'm going. I didn't I'm make going. you do anything. Yes, you did. Bull <laughs> crap. Who's I your running know. back start of the week? All you right, it's, it's Todd Gurley. I talked about it before, and even though he's RB9 on the year, and who's sitting Todd Gurley, I sure as hell am not sitting Todd Gurley. Oh, this week because he's going to get a bunch of touches. Uh, let, let's, let's remember that um, Ido Smith and Brian Hill are both very bad at the game of football. Um, Todd Gurley is somewhat bad at the game of football, but he, it's, it's, it's because of his knees. So I'm going against the matchup that is the best matchup for fantasy running backs in Carolina on Thursday night. Um, we talked about it before that Carolina has been very good against the quarterback position and against the wide receiver position. Um, so I, that's why I get the feeling that if Atlanta actually does, I, now I'm, I don't know if this is a true statement or not, but if Atlanta does actually want to win a football game, I think they're going to try to use the weakness of the Carolina defense to their advantage, which is defending the run. If you look at their uh, fantasy finishes against opposing running backs, um, they only have two weeks out of seven where the running backs haven't finished in the top seven. And that's week three, which I believe is when Austin Eckler got hurt, and that included Joshua Kelly. Um, I, 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 I'm not positive, but regardless, my point still stands of if, if Atlanta's going to win this game, it's going to be because they run the ball, and it's going to be Todd Gurley. It's not going to be those two other bums that they have in the backfield. So I'm starting Todd Gurley 100%. I, would, I have him right now. I was close to making him a top five running back. Um, I haven't rank, ranked above Ezekiel Elliott. So if I was deciding between those two guys, I would go Todd Gurley. Yeah, you just made me a little sad, though, because I put together a DraftKings showdown, and then I wanted to go pretty heavy at the top and slid Edo Smith in there. And now I'm, you know, second-guessing it. Because, um, you know... You, have you watched Edo Smith play football? I have, but I also have watched, I guess in the last couple of weeks, he hasn't even seen the field much, but which is rightfully so. I'm not saying he should, but I'm saying I only had enough salary left for him. So you see my dilemma. <laughs> I do see your dilemma. But yeah, I, I think this is a big Tug early week. I agree. Every week is a big Tug, tug early week. Uh, all right. My running back start of the week is DeAndre Swift. Shameless plug, go read my article about Swift. Uh, I rave about him for about mm, five minutes or so. It's probably a five-minute read. Um, but there's some nice little videos of him trucking defenders. Uh, dude's a freaking baller. Um, and, and to further that point, he hasn't really hit the carry threshold to qualify against the rest of the league because Matt Patricia's fucking stupid. Uh, in, in DVOA, I mean. But at this pace, he would be... Uh, first first in the league in defense-adjusted value over average, which means he would be one of the best, uh, to, to correct myself, the best running back in the league. Uh, Indianapolis's pass defense <laughs> is first in the league, meaning it could definitely be a rough day for the Lions and Matthew Stafford. 
but the Lions offensive line has a perceived advantage over the Colts in the running game. I expect a heavier workload for Swift, finally. I, I think it finally happens. I have him as a high-end RB2. Start him up. That's all. That's all, folks. I, I do I mean, like how if we give any single break at all, Christian goes. Um, he he follows it up with "That's all" or "Yep, so, that's it." Yep, I, I guess, bro. I mean, I have him as RB. I have him as a mid-tier RB two this week, so I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Just, I I just honestly, I was just I want to see it like one more time. It's just it's just one of those things like with this fair, coaching staff and this offense. He still three, isn't. There's three backs. I. You know. He still hasn't broken 50% of snaps. I know. But I think it happens. I think he gets 53%. Quote it. Fair enough. Well, I'll roll into mine, and somebody that's gotten over 50% most weeks, uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. I was a top 10 back this week. Uh, he Honestly, he should have had a great week in week six, which was the last game against the Bengals. But it they just ended up being behind quick. And they had to try and rely on Rivers, and we all know what's going to happen there. Uh, <laughs> he still led the team at that game with 59% of snaps. I think he gets above 65% this week. Lions have actually allowed the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. And he saw, he, he got back to the early, how his passing game was in the early weeks where he got more targets. He had four targets, four catches last week. I think he gets 15 plus touches. And if they want to win, he should be getting over 20 every week. Because Phillip Rivers is bad. And he's great, and the offensive line is great. Yeah. I do hope his... he. I feel like he's so caught up in, in running the plays, how they're called, and he's just not, like, bouncing out of of holes when they fill up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he... Is just trying to force things the way like it. I don't. I'm not at all comparing him to him, but he looks a little bit like Trent Richardson his second year, where like Trent Richardson his first year was able to to kind of just break off plays. Jonathan Taylor looks like year two Trent Richardson right now, but he's way better as a talent. I will say the last two games he played, he only got 12 carries though. Yeah. So I, I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, he he needs to get back to, and he's kind of adapt still. Like, but he's not going to be doing that with ten or twelve touches. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Sean, wide receiver. Back to me. Sorry. Yeah, not the one you ever know. Oh my god. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm gonna stay with. I'm gonna okay. stay with. Because I don't want to get into an argument with you about my <laughs> because we already did that enough. Um, for the record, my original start of the week was DJ Moore, but I am going to go a little bit deeper here and uh, go with the stack. And my wide receiver start of the week is going to be Travis Fulgham, um, the beastly wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who um, we talked about it last week. Adam Kaplan reported, and it it, was, it stayed true that he's the starting X receiver. And even when Deshaun Jackson was on the field, Travis Fulgham was out on the field at the same time he was. So um, last week, Travis Fulgham did have 11 targets 
Now, granted, some of those did come after Deshaun Jackson was hurt, but they Carson Wentz is making a conceded effort to get Travis Fulgham the ball. And again, this is a ridiculously good matchup. You have to think he's going to be matched up on the rookie Trayvon Diggs, which I am totally fine exploiting. Fulgham is a very athletic receiver. Carson Wentz clearly looks his way. And Jalen, if Jalen Rager is back and healthy, and if he's going to see the field for the Eagles on Sunday night, that's just going to open things up for Fulgham because Rager is going to be the deep guy to what they wanted Deshaun Jackson to be before he got hurt for the millionth time, which gives Travis Fulgham basically everything else. And if, especially if Dallas Goddard doesn't play, like I think Travis Fulgham could finish as a wide receiver one. I mean, through four games this year, he's caught 23 of 37 targets for 357 yards and three touchdowns. And he's clearly Carson Wentz's favorite guy to look to. So I'm going to stick with Travis Fulgham. I like it, man. We know my my love for Fulgham. I I do keep seeing people are still saying, get rid of him while you can, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's the case. I I think he's here to stay for a little while at least. Uh, all right, my my wide receiver start of the week is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Debo Samuel is out. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is coming off his career game where he had six catches for, I want to say, like 112. 112 sounds right. Don't have it pulled up. Um, and he's going into a matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, who just give up a ton of points. Uh, I think he's going to be essentially hyper-targeted in a game that the 49ers are going to have to throw to keep up. Um, and I know that's not the the 49ers' mindset, but realistically, we've seen Brandon Ayuk do the Debo Samuel role, and then we've seen him do it a little better already um, in that like he's getting air yards. He's getting different types of targets uh, that Debo doesn't necessarily get. This is a week that I would fire Ayuk up over a, a ton of guys. I believe I have him ranked over Amari Cooper this week. So, start him. Uh, Randy, we need to start him. Uh, I don't have as much confidence as you, but it's pretty fucking close. I'm not going to lie. So, I have Amari Cooper at 18, Christian start, or st- Sean start, Fulgham at 19, and your start at 20. Uh, so nice. I'm kind of with you guys here. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it's tough to justify starting Brandon Ayuk because you thought that he was going to be some some big play week four or five, I think, when Debo was still out, and he kind of disappointed. But he still like his floor is probably eight nine points, and you don't have to start him as your wide receiver too. Of course, like that's what I'm saying you should do, but. You can realistically, you probably have enough options to start Ayuk in your flex. <clears throat> That's one hell of a flex play this week. Know what I'm saying? I agree. Uh, well, going up, I'm going to kind of go down the same path with a guy you can't fully trust here. Uh, but I'm going to trust him this week. That's Mike Evans. This is the second time I've done this. I was right the first one. I'm going to hope I'm right again. Godwin out means Evans has every chance to be the wide receiver one of the week. He has been on low targets for the last two weeks. Last time that happened, Evans went off because he got hyper-targeted the next game. I mean, let's be real. Evans' owners really need a huge week from him after such a bad year. I think they'll be happy with this outcome. I, that's as plain and simple as I got it. He's the clear wide receiver one on the team this week. 
AB's not there yet. Scotty Miller will be okay, but Scotty Miller's also had under two points for two games. Uh, that's not happening with Evans. I think Evans gets at least a touchdown and probably six plus catches. I mean, this one is as easy as look at when Chris Godwin was out. Uh, seven for 104 and a touchdown on 10 targets week two against Carolina. And then seven for 122 and a touchdown on eight targets week four. Yeah, it's it's not quite as good of a def. Well, I guess it's it's technically a better wide receiver matchup. So yeah, hopefully <laughs> that against the Panthers because that's apparently the only thing Panthers could kind of do. So um, yeah, I I think it's I have him as a mid to high tier wide receiver two in the week right now. I think he could be wide receiver one. It's just I had other guys I liked a lot this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So up to Sean to talk about the third buck of the episode. I feel, <laughs> I feel gross doing this, man. Why? Because, like, think hey. about where we were on him before the season started. Like, we right, least so. We didn't want to touch, dude. We, we were right, <laughs> Sean. For, for Christ's sake, Rob Gronkowski was wrestling a year ago, and now all of a sudden he's he's emerged as a tight end one. Because right. why the hell not? Because it's a tight end, but through three weeks, Robert Gronkowski has averaged quick math, quick math, quick math. I don't know, seven targets a game, eight, eight. <laughs> I'm gonna assume it's seven. I don't know, I didn't do the math. Um, he's had at least not so quick math. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski has had at least six targets in three straight games, he's had at least six targets in five out of the last six after the two pretty bad weeks to begin the year. Tom Brady and him are starting to get back on the same page. Again, Randy talked about it. There's no Chris Godwin. So I do, I do think that the only issue I worry about in this game is game script because Tampa Bay is going to be up by a million because the New York Giants are the New York Giants. But Tom Brady didn't care. They were up multiple touchdowns against uh, Las Vegas last week, and Tom Brady was still throwing the football because they just didn't care. So Rob Gronkowski can... I mean, he's got as good a chance as anybody when it comes to the tight ends, not of the big three, to find the end zone. And um, there, you got you have to feel like the rapport um, makes a difference for Gronk and and Brady. So why not? What the hell? I didn't even spin the wheel this time. Hey, good job. Chill. Making decisions on your own. Proud of you. All right. Um... <sighs> I, don't, I, I didn't even prepare for this. Um, so my initial start of the week, the reason I asked the Goddard versus Rogers was my initial start of the week was Richard Rogers um, because we know what Carson Wentz likes to do with his tight ends. But with Dallas Goddard being designated to return. <laughs> Sorry. That's you guys just, are awful. <laughs> the whole way that was worded. It was, I hope Randy's bad. laughing too. He is. He he. <laughs> He had a look. I saw it. Um, but I pivoted, and now my tight end start of the week is Harrison Bryant. This is under the assumption that Austin Hooper does not play. Uh, I have no idea if Austin Hooper practiced today. I heard the uh, appendectomy is going to keep him out potentially for this week as well, uh, especially with the Browns going on by the not. following week. He did not. He didn't practice. Okay. Um, so I feel a lot better about this then. 
Um, but Harrison Bryant, listen, like we know what Baker Mayfield do- does with his his tight ends. Yeah, I said it again, motherfuckers. Um, when he's in the red zone, Harrison Bryant caught what? Did he catch two last week? And uh, Najoku got one. That's how. Yeah. Three touchdowns to the three to the two tight ends. Yeah, so I think Harrison Bryant's going to be the the recipient of those because I I've been adamant about it. I think Harrison Bryant is the most talented tight end on this roster. Um, and still I'm just against, building still against that one, but I I'm full on with the start. Yeah. Well, and I'm just building off of my uh, Harrison Bryant call for DFS last week, so now I'm going to yeah. make my start of the week, and he gets an upgrade. You know, man, I. I have him as tight end 11 of the week, same as you, and it felt low to do it. I just couldn't put him any higher. I mean, he's literally behind everyone else I trust, So, <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> so, I guess that speaks to the tight end position more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he should, again, he should have a really good game. Well, and the other thing is, I, we're still not fully sure that Jonathan Abram is even playing this week. So because uh, him and Trent Brown are still kind of on the COVID list. So we'll see on that part. But I'm going to go into my tight end start of the week. This one is a little more of name value than the rest of these guys. Uh, but I'm going to go with Johnny Smith. Who cares? They're all tight ends. It's very true. But Johnny Smith has actually had a rough couple weeks. Uh, he, But he is a stud. And they're going against the Bengals who just let Harrison Bryant pick them apart. Baker actually threw three touchdowns to tight ends last week. And I think Tano, who has actually been having a quietly amazing year, can do the same thing this week. And I think all of those hopefully go to Johnny Smith. Uh, in fact, the Bengals have actually allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends and allowed a top three tight end week in three straight games. I think it's coming again this week. So we're going four straight, and we're going to keep rolling on with the Bengals being a great tight end matchup. Oh yeah, dude. I didn't yeah, think anyone I mean, really have anything to say on this one. <laughs> pretty sure the Bengals are like second worst against tight ends. I I mean I yeah. they've given up the fourth yeah. most points. The so, only team that's worse than them, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So uh it's been a big few weeks for the Saints. Yeah, finally they're averaging, they're <laughs> averaging 15, 15 fantasy points per game to the tight ends. Doesn't it make you sad that Ian Thomas is the tight end going against the Falcons now that you said that. Especially just because how bad Ian Thomas has been all season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will I'll say Ian Thomas is ranked. He for is me. And me. Does that does that mean he's the last spot? Yes. But he's ranked. <laughs> I think he's the last spot for me as well. Look. <laughs> I am curious. Oh no, I took him off. <laughs> That's wrong, man. He's facing the Falcons. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Are we doing sits too? I didn't. Uh, do we have an ad break? Yeah, probably. Probably should put that in here. <laughs> Listen, man, I made the doc. Uh, we probably should have two two ads to read right now. So I'm just going to, we're going to power through them. I am uh, so happy for our preparation here, boys. Hey, listen. Mediocre for a reason. Yeah, exactly. It's these kind of things. It's not the advice, it's this stuff. Well, and to new listeners, uh, we're not always like this, first of all. Uh, second of all, you haven't heard us talk about Thrive Fantasy yet, so you're in for a treat. To old listeners, you can probably fast forward like a minute. 
or so i'm gonna say the same <laughs> shit. uh so thrive fantasy it is the future of daily fantasy it's player props it is very fun uh we are obsessed i already have my lineup set for thursday need to send it over to randy so he can approve or deny and then he will do the same to me um and then we'll win money and if you use promo code the cut uh thrive fantasy will give you free money so you're already winning you didn't even have to play yet and you're winning uh they'll match up to 50 dollars with a minimum of 20 it's so fun sean doesn't know yet because he hasn't played yet but randy can tell you randy tell him how fun it is it's actually a blast. I've had a, actually a couple dry spells for, I think, like three or four contests. It's all like I'm finishing like 30th on the week on the slate. And it's like just outside money. It's really pissing me off. But I am hoping to get back on track uh, Thursday and have that lead into a great Sunday. So we'll see. Hey, bro, what are you taking my advice for? I don't even listen to, to our own podcast. It's true, which is good. I mean, I, I, was, I was gonna actually say something somewhat be there, so I'm just gonna move on. You say something? <laughs> no. All right. Before we move into our sits, too, I do want to talk about mugs fly together, which is one of our new affiliates. Um, they have some awesome mugs, and it is just about time to start buying Christmas gifts. Uh, if your dad plays fantasy football, if uh, your like best friend plays fantasy football, they have fantasy football specific. If your if your acquaintance plays fantasy football that you don't want to call friends, but you host a podcast with the both of them, yeah. If your cousin's girlfriend's sister uh, plays fantasy football, you can buy them a mug from Mugs Fly Together. The link is in our description. We are giving you fifteen percent off if you use that link. It should auto populate, but the actual promo code, if it doesn't, is cut fifteen. So they'll give you fifteen percent off. They've got a ton of awesome football mugs it's not all fantasy football there's also what did i say hockey and uh golf doesn't sound right Might are, not you ask, are you asking us i am uh on purpose but also knowing that i wasn't going to get an answer uh golf yeah so if your dad golfs that's a freaking great gift i'm i'm gonna buy a few of these mugs myself because they are very cool they have very cool designs so I'm going to buy a few of these mugs because they're very cool. Yeah. Like one I mean, why else would you buy a mug? Like one, it's the Philly special and it has the actual play like drawn on the mug, which I think is pretty freaking dope. Like, That's pretty cool. Look at that. Sorry. Sorry, it's audio you, listeners. It's unique. It's unique. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they let us, they said, if we ever have ideas, send them on over. So. We might be designing some mugs for them. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Probably not. Though. All right. Mugs fly together. Links our, in own, our own cut mug. Heavy. Hey, ideas. All right. So, <laughs> All right. Um, so, Christian asked the question before Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins. I leaned Edwards, and one of the reasons being, <clears throat> I'm not trusting J.K. Dobbins this week. Look, number one, unfortunately, the Steelers' defense is very, very good. The Steelers are the best team in the league against the running back position. And we don't know, first of all, we don't even know if Dobbins is going to have the backfield to himself because 
There hasn't been any news on Mark Ingram's ankle sprain. I personally don't think Mark Ingram plays, but if he does, obviously this backfield gets even more murky. And I don't, I honestly can't say with any positivity that he's going to be the lead ball carrier if Mark Ingram is out. I feel like there's a chance it's Gus Edwards because we've already seen it where Gus Edwards has had more touches in a lot of games versus what Dobbins had. I mean, Dobbins is the pass catching guy and he, he looks very good doing it, but Gus Edwards is the one that's getting a lot of the carries when it's not Mark Ingram. So I don't want to trust JK Dobbins. I want to see how it plays out. If Ingram is out, but I don't want to go against that matchup either way. I don't disagree with you there. I think it is Dobbins. I agree, but with that matchup, we haven't seen anyone really have a good game against that. So, yeah. Plus, we haven't really seen a good running back game from a Raven yet this year. Even Mark Ingram is probably nothing more than a flex each week. So, Randy, I I have a proposal here as I'm looking at the doc. so I'm going to go into my first sit. How about you flip the order of your two sits, and then I have a question for the two of you. Sure. Why is it always going to be like this? It, it's a reasonable just, question, just and I'm sure people want to know. So my sit. Well, I was going to say, talk about your sit, because it goes into my sit. And so does mine. That's why I said too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's kind of the point. But my sit is ah. Lamar Jackson. And I know how that sounds. Um, but I'll tell you what, that Steelers defense, like, yes, Ryan Tannehill was able to score some fantasy points last week. But we had the debate on, I think, three, two weeks ago, who would you rather have rest of season? You guys went with Lamar. I went with Ryan Tannehill anyway. Um, Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great throwing the ball. The Steelers see him twice a year. I do not have faith that Lamar is going to finish as a quarterback one this week. And I know how crazy that sounds. The dude's the freaking reigning MVP. But at times you just have to, you just have to realize what's happening. And Lamar hasn't been that top one, two or three quarterback all year. He's not that guaranteed lock in your lineup. I would rather play Sean start of the week, Carson Wentz over Lamar Jackson this week. Um, I would rather play, 13 guys. I have him ranked as my quarterback 14. Again, I know this could bite me in the ass, but I'm starting quite a few guys over Lamar Jackson this week. Here's the issue with Lamar Jackson. You know it's coming that he's just going to go absolutely nuclear, but but his passing yards by week, 275 against Cleveland, 204 against Houston, 97 against Kansas City. 193 against Washington, 180 against Cincinnati, 186 against Philadelphia. Obviously, you have the running there, but 20 for 25, 18 for 24, 15 for 28, 14 for 21, 19 for 37, and 16 for 27. Lamar Jackson has not been good when it comes to being, when it comes to throwing the ball this season. He's had okay fancy weeks, but and now he gets to play the best defense in football, arguably. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. It's not a great matchup, and I i mean, we already kind of spoke to that. So, uh, actually, speaking of bad matchups, I'll roll into my first one. Uh, it's actually going the other way here. I went with Juju Smith-Schuster for a shit, uh, sit. Wow. Also <laughs> shit. <laughs> also for a shit game. I have him as wide receiver 32 on the week, only out of respect for Juju's talent. Uh, <laughs> Ravens defense. Makes me super scared to play a one not named Deontay Johnson. 
with Johnson back in the lineup last week and the emergence of Claypool, it's made Juju kind of think of the past. It's sad, really. I think it's just this. I, I just don't know that this can truly, this offense can really have two and a half like top end receivers. I think it's literally just the target hog of Deontay and then hope one of the other two doesn't get a target really. So the other one can go off a little bit. So that, that scares me off him. He scored fewer than seven points in two of the last three games. And talking about the matchups, Ravens have allowed three receiving touchdowns to receivers all year, making that the second hardest matchup for wide receivers in the NFL. I just don't want to touch it with Juju. I mean, you you picked him higher than you should have, I'm assuming, because you thought it was a value. We knew this was a possibility with Deontay. We didn't even think about Claypool. <laughs> Washington's yeah. been decent. I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Juju's had a contract here, and I think that contract goes to a different team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he's not a Pittsburgh Steeler after this year. I also want to point out that Deontay did not practice today, meaning that. Uh, I think that is actually that helps your case to sit him because I think that means all the coverage can go to Claypool and Juju. James Washington is actually a decent like DFS play in my opinion for that reason. But if if one of these guys sits out, I'm okay playing the third, like the fourth guy. But right in DFS, but it's tough. Yeah, it's. So, I mean, so my question, and you kind of answered it on both sides, like. Who are you even willing to play? Because I don't. I think this game is the under, no matter what the line is, and I don't know what the line is. So I think if you have the bar, you kind of have to play him. Um, I have Big Ben as QB nineteen on the week, so I don't think you're really playing him as the running backs. I think Dobbins is a flex opportunity if he's actually truly getting the highest workload this week. Uh, I think you probably have to play Connor, but you should be expecting a flex output. At, I mean, yeah. wide receiver-wise, I think Hollywood Brown is, in a sense, matchup-proof, but he's not a full he's not a full send to be a really good wide receiver every week because Lamar can't he's really throw. Matchup-proof to have uh, two catches for sure and have four other passes that should have been touched down. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. So, I mean, like I Marquise Brown can kind of, I mean, he can outkick the coverage. That's basically what this is. So he, he might be able to play him as a flex. Obviously, Mark Andrews is a top-end guy. Uh, other side, I like I said, I would play Deontay if he's healthy. It'd be rough to play Juju, rough to play Claypool, rough to play Ebron even. So, I mean, so it's a game. It's, a, it's teams that people have been buying pieces of in a game I'd like to avoid <laughs> to an extent. So it's kind of hard. Yeah. What about you, um, Sean? Like, Well, let me put it this way. I have Lamar Jackson in a 14-team league, and I have to play him, and I don't feel good about it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't have – there's no one else sitting on waivers that I would rather pick up. Carson Wentz, obviously, is rostered. Um, I I can't really think of of anyone else that um like him or like would you play him or Herbert? On the road Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's tough. You just gotta 
I mean, you just you throw Jackson out there and hope that he has to be scrambling the entire game and can put up seventy to eighty rushing yards. Yeah, we're hoping for a rushing touchdown. Let's be real. Like, yeah. Or two. Really especially real. especially with no Ingram, there's a chance that the there's a chance that at least one of those rushing touchdowns does go to Lamar Jackson. All right. Well, after that question, I'm gonna roll into my next sit, my last one. There's you a, do a lot of, you do a lot of rolling here. Uh, well that's kinda how it goes. Uh <laughs> I'm going with uh the combined Giants backfield. It's only this way because there's still a lot of question uh if Freeman's playing or not. It's looked kinda up in the air, along with a lot of guys this week. If it was just Goldman, I still think this is a sit. If Freeman's back, I think it's for sure a sit for both. This is just an awful an awful matchup for a bad running game and a bad line. The Bucks have been the best rush defense in the NFL, allowed second fewest scrimmage yards in the NFL in total. I <laughs> I just don't want to play this running back group. They will be down early and often. They won't be running into the second half. That's just how it is. Yep. Yep. I it's all very gross. Uh the Giants in general are all very gross. I have to start Slayton this week and I don't even love that. So I mean I'd be okay with Slayton and Ingram, kind of. Hmm. Speaking of kind Evan Ingram. Uh Evan Ingram is a sit for me. Uh you know, he had a good game last week, right? Good. Wouldn't call it great. Um, hey, double-digit fantasy points for a tight end. Yeah, I guess that is pretty great. But I don't see that that becoming a a commonality, I guess. I, I just don't know what the, the ceiling of this offense is. Is Evan Ingram going to get a rushing touchdown? That's what you hope for when you play him. You know, like that's – I I don't think the volumes – high enough for me to want to play him. I think I have him at like uh, tight end 18 this week. Okay. I need to come up a little bit, but uh, still, <laughs> still, I'm I'm still not playing him. The bucks. I mean, they should roll out Levante uh, David against him. So that, I mean, that's one of the worst tight end matchups. Levante David is one of the best linebackers in the NFL. So, um, I don't. I don't love it. I don't. I would not play Evan Ingram if I had any shares. But I'm smarter than that. So, would you rather play Ingram or would you play like Trey Burton against Detroit? Evan Ingram, uh, <laughs> ju- just bi- just barely. I have Trey Burton at 20, Ingram at 18, and I just made the decision just now. I'm leaving Ingram there because that wow. that sounds about right. That may be the fastest Christians ever tilted. That's true. Yeah, but I was I, I was like opposite of tilting because I have him there already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna wrap it up here with. Uh, unfortunately for for you two, um, because we all know that you guys have a man crush on this player. You guys probably have posters of him on your walls. Um, I'm sitting Preston. <laughs> I'm sitting Preston Williams this week. I, I don't like what he's done this year already. Um, I mean, you're talking five targets, two targets, three targets, five targets, three targets, um, and not including week one where he had seven targets, but only had two receptions. I mean, 
one for 26, two for seven, one for 15, four for 106, two for 18. He does have touchdowns in three of the last four games, but now they're playing the Rams. Uh, two is getting the start. Two is going to be running for his life because the Rams are going to get a ton of pressure. So he's not going to, two is not going to have a lot of time to wind up and throw the deep ball. I, and plus, we don't know what two his tendencies are going to be when he's out there, what he's going to look towards. Is he going to look to Mike Kosicki? Is he going to look to Devontae Parker because he has Devontae Parker open over the middle? Is he going to look for the deep ball? We just There's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to Tonga Vailoa, how he's going to play. And this is a very, very bad matchup for someone making his NFL debut, NFL starting debut, excuse me. So I don't want to play Preston Williams. I have to play Preston Williams in a three-quarter or three-receiver league because it's either him or Michael Gallup, and you bet your fucking ass I'm not playing Michael Gallup. <laughs> I drink, you know what? Matter of fact, I dropped Michael Gallup for Nelson fucking Aguilar. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so sad. That happened. That happened. So I got to play Preston <laughs> Williams. I hate it. For the love of God, find somewhere else to go instead of Preston Williams. Christian, I don't care if you're mad because you know deep down in your heart it's the right fucking call. I dropped him today. Yep. There it is. All right. I I will say I am with you. I think I think he has some flex considerations, so I think he might be okay playing him. I don't think he's getting like the Ramsey treatment. So I think that's a plus. They'll probably be down, so that's a plus. But like I have Parker at twenty nine, I have him at thirty six, so I'm like with you in that aspect. Like I it's just not a good matchup. We don't know what we can trust with Tua right now because we haven't seen it in the NFL. So, For the record, Randy, while at the end of the year, Christian's A1s might look pretty good, at least you and I can say that our A1s have yet to be a droppable fantasy asset right now. Carson Wentz uh, was on the verge. But, but still QB7. I'm pretty sure Preston was one of mine. So he's he's been on the verge. Okay, so Christian, you... <laughs> You and I can agree that at least there's been a point where our receivers haven't had two for 15, you know, one for 12. I don't know. You know what? I have to. No, it's me. just we you. Stuck. We we all had one bad receiver, but, you know, I'm holding uh, out hope. We're in only fairness, in week eight. In fairness, no I've said fairness. this before. I wanted to go Deontay, but there was too much hype about him at the time. I wanted to be a little bit. I do recall. Yeah, well, I wanted to go Julio Jones, Randy. Yeah, but you're a prick, so. <laughs> that's that's very, never has a truer statement than said on this podcast. <laughs> All right, we remind you every week, but take your Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers out of your flex, put them in the uh, positions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, to that point, you said we remind every week. Uh, every time, it's when I hear us say this, when I listen to the podcast back, that I do it. So continue yeah. to remind, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, And actually, something somewhat big for first place in the Listener League. Ooh. The, the co-hosts are facing each other this week. Oh, crap, we are. Is the God Squad against the idiots? Uh, and I know me and Christian have an easy chance to pull this one out, but whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Can you please call us by a real? Can you call us by a real name, please? Uh, it says the idiots, doesn't it? 
No, we're the Frack Squad. It doesn't. That's not your team name, friend. Yes, it is. It says Sean and Brandon. So no, fucking. Bad. <laughs> it says Sean and Brandon. Oh God! No, we it should, definitely had changed that before. You must have changed it back, and I said either way, it's going to be actually a really good matchup. I think. Uh, I I think Christian, without discussing throwing uh, Dobbins in for Gaskin, might be something we have to discuss. But you know, it's whatever. Uh, we'll we'll figure that out. Might it's gonna be cheat my, cheat my way to a win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I'm definitely gonna call that, that out here, dude. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun week. I know that group chat's gonna be very lively at different parts of the game. So I'm you know what? I'm not gonna say a single thing until the matchup's over with. That's how scared yeah. he is. You hear that? He is scared. Yeah, that's how scared I am. Randy was bragging about the fact that you guys are up by 40 points in the standings. It's damn straight we are. Should should be about 15 points more. And yet? (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, I mean, I was just saying, I think we we lost, like, barely first week, and Sean and Brandon were like, oh, so... Looks like you guys are on one already, so I had to say, hey, Christian, look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, we had different records think... when we said it. We have the same record now. Yeah. That's true. I didn't say, hey, look, <laughs> Sean and Brandon are shitty pieces of shit fantasy owners. I said, hey, look, we're <laughs> are you first. sure? Are you sure you didn't say that? Uh, not out loud. Uh, <laughs> no, I, honestly, I was surprised. <laughs> I, I haven't checked the standings in that since week one, probably. So I was actually kind of shocked we were first. That was more of what it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're going to beat you. Um, you anything what? else? Good to luck. Add? Good luck. You will need it. Uh, nothing else to add from my camp over here, you know? Yeah. Now you're camping? Are you, are you protecting you yourself a, from bears? You're a camp counselor for Crystal Lake or? What's, what's going on? Yeah, dude. Oh, it's a Halloween joke. Yeah, see, it, it is. Pretty good, I, thought. I like yeah. that. I, dude, that's the last thing I'll say. I'm way behind on watching uh, my scary movies this year. Scary movies, yes. Movie. You have movies. three days. I know. I think the only like somewhat Halloween movie I haven't really watched is like Beetlejuice. I guess you count that. <laughs> mm, I don't know if all, all those Disney that. ones, I've I've definitely watched already. Yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas should be a Christmas movie. It's both, and I've already watched that too. So yeah, bet you have. Nice. <laughs> All right, we've gone off the rails. It's it's <laughs> that time. It's time to go to bed. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. Good luck in week eight. We'll talk to you on Monday. We gone. <laughs>